0: Welcome to another episode of our Quarantine Chronicles. Uh, EJ could not be with us, but Olá, we have Olá here. Olá, how have you been? Good, good, good. Good to see yeah. everybody. Yeah, uh, Bucci, how's it going? I'm good. Uh, you can see each, each of us. Since is Olá is still keeping up with his hair, you know, I think you have your, your way where you shave. <laughs> <And> <laughs> my beard is going out of control. My hair is in a terrible mess. It's like a, it's like a forest.
1: You know, uh, Quarantine <laughs> t- but Bubbles should be essential.
0: <laughs> it should be. My, my beard is going out of control. Of my hair. It's getting,
1: maybe, it's getting become an emergency.
0: Yeah. So, this episode, we're trying to do some nostalgic yesteryear's. We're going to do an all time great EPL, English Football League 11, we'll Premier League for what, 1992. So now we'll do an all time great 11 the uh, manager and bench, try to switch it up a little bit, not just all time, try to add the bench uh, to make it a bit more interesting. Um, But before I do that, I'd like to do this before we give people what they want, at least let's tell them where they can find what they want. So we'll start with, um, you can find us, we have a podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Acast, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, it's called D. Footy Fantasy, footy is F-O-O-T-I-E. Fantasy is all one word. The Footy Fantasy Podcast, you can find us on Twitter, A D Fantasy. You can find us where this video is going to be uploaded on YouTube, the full video will be Footy Fantasy. On Instagram, we also do like one minute summary videos if you want to just get some highlights of how everything goes. Um, That's Fantasy Footy. We also have a page, a Facebook page, where we upload content, the content goes on there too. It's got extra money footy fans. So uh, we we'll start with Ola. Ola, tell us okay. your all-time eleven. Hopefully, you don't put all Liverpool players there.
2: <laughs> of course, Liverpool have won so many Premier League titles, so players. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for 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 my starting eleven, I, I'll just let you guys know I'm using a diamond formation. So. It's going to be four, four defenders, four midfielders, two strikers. Okay. So um, the Diamond Formation, so there's going to be a defensive midfielder, two central midfielders, and one attacking midfielder. Um, my goalkeeper, Peter check I'm putting Peter check in goal. Um, I think he, he has a couple of records. That he has, I think he has the highest number of clean sheets in the Premier League era, I think, and he, okay. he won league titles at um, Chelsea. Uh, no, he didn't win one at Arsenal, but he, he was a consistent goalkeeper. So I'm putting Peter Cech in goal. Um, left back, I'm putting Ashley Cole. Okay. I think it's probably the left back, best left back, most consistent of his generation. And he was at Arsenal and Chelsea, and he had consistent levels there. Um, center back, I'm putting Rio Ferdinand. I think um, he was the quintessential center back. Like, he made things look easy. You know, <laughs> he was he was that good. He made Rose things look Rolls Royce. Royce. Yes, he, I think <laughs> think that nickname was actually coined for him. So and it fits. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm putting Rio Ferdinand. Then next to Rio Ferdinand, I'm putting John Terry. Um, yeah. Yeah. um I, I forgot forgotten the tag. It leader, legend, captain, or whatever. Chelsea fans have a asked, but it yeah, feels
1: leader, leader, legend, captain.
2: Yeah, uh uh-huh. huh. It feels each of those words perfectly, and it led them to two league titles. And also, so, cheater. Uh, <laughs> I think so I think so there. I didn't
0: so there. I think so there. Some fans
2: say Some fans say that. I think Tottenham fans say that. Go ahead. Okay. I'm not looking for trouble. <laughs> okay, and right back, I'm going to put Trent Alexander Arnold. I'll right try back. And (laughs) ten seconds, just describing what that right back is. I've not seen a right back with a playmaker, and teams actually opponents are actually having to make plans to nullify him. And that happened this season. Happened last season. Even United had to play two left backs to nullify him. They had to play Shaw and they had to play Brandon Williams. And I've seen teams, even Atletico, did the same. So when you see a right back that good and you're having to make plans to nullify him, is Liverpool's playmaker basically. So I'm putting Trent there.
1: He has the records for
2: the he has records for assists, most assists. And this season was even going to break his own record onto okay. coronavirus. Okay. Coronavirus. Um defensive midfielder Patrick Vieira for me. Um yeah. I think his technical excellence and the way he drove Arsenal. I don't think Arsenal Arsenal have never replaced him since he left. It's 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 been pre- pretty obvious since yeah. he left. If not won the league title since he left actually. So um central midfield I'm putting Gerard and Lampard goal scoring, um, creating of chances and everything. I don't have to talk too much about them. They're both legends. Attacking midfielder, Paul Scholes. But okay. I don't want Paul Scholes in midfield. Paul Schools can't tackle. I want him up front, creating scoring. So I'm putting Paul Scholes as an attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. So I might play, two... I
0: play in Diamond, right?
2: Diamond, yeah. Okay. So Gerard and Lampard are the central midfielders. Vieira is the defensive midfielder. Pulse goals is further up front behind my twin strike force of Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer. Goals, 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 goals. Both, both guys banged in a lot of goals. Um, that's my, those are my first 11. Am yeah. I supposed to give my subs now? Or yeah, give your subs you? now.
0: They will come. Give your subs now.
2: Okay, subs. I'm going to rattle through that because we don't need to give descriptions for subs. Um, goalkeeper Edwin Van Dersa.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I'm going to have a full backstroke centre-back, Cesar Aspiclieta, who I think has been very well in this Premier League era. Okay. Um, attacking midfielder, substitute to be Yaya Toure for me. Central okay. midfielder, substitute N'Golo Kante. Okay. Three forwards, uh, wide forwards, who can play also up front. Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, so Joe Aguero and Mohamed Salah, who has won two golden boots back to back and was on track to probably win a third one. So, those are my those are my um, subs.
0: Interesting, for sure. Uh, which you want to go first? Which you go first?
1: No, no, <laughs> go. <laughs>
0: no, yeah. no, I said you go. Tell the person you don't agree with. You are supposed to point out one person you don't agree with in this list.
1: Uh, I don't agree with Trent Alexander Arnold. Uh, or... Yeah, he's a good player, but uh, he hasn't been here long enough. There's there's a lot of people with a body of work better, and then also the idea of him being the first attacking fullback or fullback that you have to make plans for forget that Ashley Cole is actually was exceptional at playing as an attacking fullback, and Dennis Erwin as well was also very uh, exceptional at creating chances. And for- for-
2: end product what was the end product actually cool i'm sure never got more than five assists per season no,
1: that's, that's, right. Three. that's right that's right okay okay that's okay I is the is the drag- reason. Reason. that's, me. that's, okay. that's okay. I, I, I that your opinion so no problem yeah,
0: <laughs> said, all all, today's all my own opinion is that there's no way you can not put Cristiano ronaldo in all-time level he's the only one I that i want to walk all out of the year so, he should be in that all time level. For me, that's not. I was, was going say Trent, but Puchia has addressed that. Puchia has to be at that all time level. You have to find a way for him, even if he means putting some of those midfielders on the bench. So, that was the only one. Right? That was the only one. So, but me and you have a very similar team. Damn, lot like our team is very similar. i am like three players or four. Very similar. What's
1: your, what's your formation?
0: So, I'm playing 4 uh, 3 Oh, so before we go for Molala, your manager. Who's your manager?
2: Ah, Alex Ferguson. Hey, hey,
0: you don't know. So, hey, that's his opinion. Uh-huh. It's opinion. All so, time, uh, it's opinion-based. Opinion.
2: So, Alex Ferguson. Uh, now. Even Liverpool fans, we still talk about the man of the Come on. Yeah. The man is too much. Hey, so, somebody, right? Some people
0: are Mario fanboys. They like Mario. They say Mario. Some, uh, some people will say Mario in 1-3. I mean, I'm just saying. Hey, I'm saying. Alex, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, Alex. Some people like... For people like Wenger. They believe that Wenger, you know, did a lot. Uh, he changed then the premiership. Changed yeah. the premiership. You know, yeah, know. yeah. So yes. That's why it's what's so smooth. But we, logically, it has to be silent. Okay, let me go to my own first. Uh-huh. Continue rambling. Also, uh, 433. I'm a big fan of 43. So my keeper is Schmeichel. <coughs> Schmeichel, because it was close to Schmeichel and Peter Chek for me. But I chose Schmeichel because Schmeichel was one of the big reasons. Well, there were a lot of big reasons for us, but big reasons why we dominated in an era where defending wasn't by systems then. Back then, defending was by individuals, you know, and there was not, defending wasn't by systems. So keepers were exposed way more back then. So that's why I, I go with Schmeichel. I think Schmeichel gave our backline a lot of times when our, our backline wasn't, our backline did not get locked down solid, in my opinion, until the later years of Schmeichel's time we well, got Sam and uh, I think it was Sam and who was who was his partner again? David was it David May? I can't remember who was that was Sam's partner. I think it was David uh, May. Oh, Ronnie Austin. Ronny, Olson. Ronny, Olson. Ronny Olson. Yeah. We, we didn't get locked down so dancers earlier years. We were just anyhow. Uh, my back four: Rio, the Rolls Royce. We talked about. I don't want to repeat that. We talked about the JT captain leader. um <laughs> Captain leader <Lydan> C. <laughs> I just call him C. Ashley Cole. That one, there's no argument there. My right back is the one I thought and thought. And I think I realized that a lot of the right backs, you know, for all these years, you know, a lot of them are the just first. average. First I, went to, I went to Dennis. I went to Dennis uh, Erwin. I went to Dennis okay. Erwin. There okay. was always one like, because he, he played both weights, but he was very consistent. He could score free kicks. He was pretty assists, And he was very, very consistent. He wasn't typically, as he played more right back, right, Gucci? Am I right?
1: No left. Left, a bit more left. left. Right. It, was, it was kind of right it. Yeah,
0: okay. But well, it was mostly left back, but I just put him there because I felt like the zone deserves a shout. Uh my a lot three, of yeah, he did. My three in midfield was Viera. He's that was very cont- very close to for me. But I put Viera there because I just feel it was just better than my other choice. Um on the left is goals. on the right for me is Gerard. Um my three pronged attack is Shara down in the middle. Shara most, most likely I would have not made it. I might have put somebody else there, but I thought of longevity. I had to put one person just for that, who was constantly prolific, and of, of course, highest goes cry I had to put Cristiano. Cristiano was the preparation for a short time. I put him there just because he's the only one with the war all of the year. I mean, that's three years of domination, 06, 07, 07, 08, so it was, was total domination by Cristiano. And it did also in Europe, so I, I had to find a space for Cristiano, uh, Theory Henry, of course, Igwe, like uh, the Arsenal fans like to call it. So my bench is Peter check Of course, he he missed out slightly. My two defenders is Company, Vincent Company. I mean Company. Uh, he was he has been for this city dominance in this past decade. Company has been a key factor in it. All three different managers from all the three managers. So uh, the other person is Vidic. We slightly missed out because he was in Premiership for, what, well, six, seven years. For those six years, at his peak, Vidic won—I mean, won two PFA awards at his peak. So that that counts count for something. So that's why I have Vidic in there. My midfielders—I have two midfielders. Uh, I put Roy, Roy is on the bench. He, he slightly does that lost out to Viera just because I think I felt like Viera was more technical, was more skillful, brought more to the game. Joaquin was also a fantastic footballer. You know, a lot of just to think that he was a fighter. No, he was just a fighter, but he was slightly less technical and less talented than Vieira, in my opinion. Um, the other midfielder is Lampard. I mean, box-to-box, the ultimate box-to-box player. Scored, you know, could play as a 10, who played as a 8. I think he's the highest goal scorer for the midfielder, highest scoring midfielder ever in the Premier League. So yeah. he's still slightly missed out just because, you know, I felt like Gerrard could have been Lampard, Gerrard was in a better team. That's what, that's what I think. And Gerrard brings more. His driving and his intelligence is slightly, slightly ahead of Lampard. Uh, my two attackers, Aguero. I mean, Aguero would have gotten in my team, but there's no way he was going to get ahead of Henry, Shearer or CR7. Aguero has been the best attacker this decade. The last forward is Cantona. Cantona is another person that I slightly had to put on the bench. He, just because of Cristiano, It right? was a toss team at Cristiano in my opinion, and I put Cristiano there. Cantona probably had more of an impact on Manchester than I can consider where we started from, but Cristiano's dominance was just was worldly. You know, we didn't have that much success with Cantona and Europe, so that's that's why Cristiano aged for him. So yeah, that's my own team. I'll let you know. Who's,
1: who's your manager? Crist-
0: oh yeah, sorry, sorry, Alex. I thought that was kind of understood. I did I just chose that one by okay, default. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I thought so. <laughs> yes, Alex
1: Ferguson, so. Um, with your team, um, there's nothing... I have nothing to disagree with, with the team. Nah. Just being honest. Okay. There's no... May thing, I have? Like, I can't say, like, you know, to change the team would make it my own team or something of like that sort. So I wouldn't argue too much because then that would be um, the only so, thing yeah. I can say would be maybe Gerard and Sherrill can't be there because they never won the Premier League. For example, that might be the only thing I can say. But any other thing, I can't argue about contribution of any other person in there. That's just it. Well, just a question:
0: Sherrill won Premier Scherer won
1: the Premier League. It's black that's, right. Black that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So I can only I, I cannot argue with, with Gerard. Yeah.
2: Okay. Hola. Uh, well, f- considering the fact you put somebody who played, who excelled at left back, and you put him at right back, that showed you the di- dilemma I was in because when I <laughs> was racking my head to find which right back has been like fantastic enough to be. In, I know Gary Neville is good, but for the fact that you didn't put Gary Neville there also speaks volumes, you know, yeah. so it's not because of beef. It was good, but I don't think he has. I think as has even been a better right back, even though Azpilicata doesn't play as right back everywhere. So yeah. for me, I would put Dennis Irwin anyway, as right back. Dennis Erwin was, was, if he him my left back, I would have even probably agreed because I think he was a better left back than at right back. All the years I remember from watching, I know he played at right back sometimes, but couple of times, yeah, couple of times, I just mean, couple of times. Couple I of, yeah, but more than a couple of times. But he was a better left back. He was better left back. I remembered him more as a left back yeah. of so freaks, and yeah, he was a player. That guy was a good player. Um, so I, I won't agree with Erwin at right back. If he put somebody else, maybe if he said, um, yeah, 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 what's his name? Law, what? Uh, Toure, for example. If for a long time for the invisibles, uh, for the invisibles. But Dennis Erwin at right back when he was a better left back, I won't agree with that. And just uh, I know you said Ronaldo won. The, he was Ballon d'Or as as uh, player in the Premier League. Michael Owen also won Ballon d'Or while he was in Premier League with Liverpool. So I don't think that should be an overriding factor. Michael Owen was a Ballon d'Or winner in 2000. It wasn't World Footballer of the Year. It wasn't World Footballer of the Year. Those are two
1: different
2: things. Well, yeah, but that's that's the thing. There was no World Footballer of the Year there. That was that was the top prize in
0: football. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's true. It was Ballon d'Or there.
2: Price in
1: football no, 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 no. There was. Hmm? When Michael Owen won it, there was. When Michael Owen won it, that was when the Ballon d'Or was for European players. And yes. there was a World Footballer of the Year. Yeah, exactly, that was that's what I am saying. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that won it. Who won it, uh, who won yes, it then? was when it was combined. Yes. Who, who won it then? When Michael won, somebody else
2: won it. That was when uh, I think maybe. Michael um, man, I don't think that was anybody who won the top prize that year. Maybe we'll have to was, go. There was, the the
1: year, yeah, there was a Wolf Ball of the Year. 2000.
2: There
1: was a Wolf Ball of the Year. There was a um, Ballon d'Or. They were very different then.
2: And
0: people are any people who are watching this leave us leave us comments about it so leave us comments we we'll check it all, obviously offline but leave yeah. us comments I don't remember clearly, but I agree more with Gucci, because I think yeah, I remember yeah before the
1: Euro episode I'll tell you in uh, 2000 so what honest. did you say I, one. I think it was one he won it in okay. 2001 Luis Figo won World yes. Baller yeah oh Figo yes,
2: Luis, so, course, yes. all right
1: Luis Figo won it yeah, Ronaldo yeah. won 2002.
0: Yeah, those people yeah. that's now I
1: remember. So I remember I used to be separate. Yeah, okay. He's all separate, yeah. My my team is uh my coach is Alex Suggerson. There's since nobody took the sense to give him honors because it was so obvious, so nobody said like I, like I keep saying about the guy, uh, he's becoming more and more of a textbook where I think it's that thing where can they just go and take his brain before he passes and Freeze it and put it, you know, somewhere so that we can keep tapping into it forever. Because, like, there's almost nothing he didn't experience. There's nothing. It was a textbook defensive football, offensive football, pack the balls, whatever he did it. He won whichever way, beautiful, ugly. So, he was just it. Um, my team. I went with four three three. I went with Michael as goalkeeper. Um, it was between Michael Van der and Czech. And I went with Smyrkle because there was something about Michael there was this character he had. Was, but even when he left Manchester United, it was so, so hard to replace him. Now, I'm not trying to say Van der wasn't great. Van der was actually, to me, a better goalkeeper than Smyrkle. Technically, I think he's the best of all the keepers. The best record. You no, know, you know, I mean, Rec- technically, complete. in everything, he was more complete than all of them. Like, Some of them were ex- excellent reflexes, whatever, but he was more balanced. He wasn't like exceptional, everything, but he was just the keeper that was able to... you know, His positioning, his every other thing was just excellent. But the thing about Schmeier was, when Schmeier left, he was such a, such a lighter-than-life character that he was hard to replace. It wasn't about bringing the guy with the skill... No, it was about bringing a guy with a character. That guy was, you know, he was just... Um, that's what I saw him... As. I think it was even what made him retire, leave Manchester United early, because I think he was carrying more than just being a keeper. He was carrying so much, and he said it like, I'm retiring because, you know, it's too much pressure. Um, Actually, would we'll tackle right back, because the thing that happened with right back for me was... I was going to go with Gary Neville, but what happened with right back was it was a position that was underrated for so long that it was recently that right backs became more technical. Weirdly, like a Kafu in the Premier League in the 90s would have been useless because they wouldn't have played him that way. They, they were all more and more, you know, defensive. So I, I also did the same thing I did because on left back, I honestly could not leave out Ashley Cole and I could not leave out Dennis Erwin. The truth it wasn't about uh, Manchester, being a Manchester United fan. There's this thing about Dennis Elwin where everybody that watched him would tell you that, yes, he was actually the best defender in that team. G- he was like actually, it. he was like the best, uh, you know, to me, like the best defender in that team at that time because he was good going forward. He could cross. He played free kicks. He played the penalties. He played the corner kicks. Um, he was a great defender so I think that was why I took him to right back because he could use both fits and then I could put in Ashley Cole I think both of them were better than any right back in the Premier League that's just the truth I think for me that was my own then I went with Vidic and John Terry because um, both of them were very good going forward as well I, 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 I don't have to explain how good they were defensively they were rocks the weird thing about these two guys is they could actually play the ball. Like real fading is called a rose rose because it was silky. It was good. But John Terry and Vidic could actually play. They could pass the ball. They could move with the ball. They could come out of the box with the ball. It was just that they were quite unfortunate that most of the time they had somebody else in the team who maybe could do it. And so and then of course they were not very fast. So they could not keep leaving their positions. So they didn't overlap a lot. But they were actually good on the ball. So that's why I'm playing both of them, because they can pass the ball, they can head the ball, they are strong, you know, they were just, to me, the complete defenders. Um, In my central midfield, I had the struggle where the 90s midfield and the current midfielders are so different. There's this thing where you 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 have to find a hybrid sometimes to be able to play the two eras. Because the 90s was a little bit about brawn. You had to be really physical. You had to go into that game and, you know, man up and push your chest out. And so a lot of guys who were good, who were silky, came to the Premier League and got eaten up. While Sebastian Veron is still one of the greatest midfielders ever, but at that time he came to the Premier League, he, he got, you know, pushed aside. He got tossed out. So... And then now that kind of guy will come to the Premier League and actually do very, very well. Weirdly, because the league kind of changed. But I went with guys from the 90s because these three guys, I feel, would play this era and they were playing that era. And I think people underrated how good they were on the ball. Roy Kim, Patrick Vieira, and Paul Scoles. Um, Roy Kim and Patrick Vieira were very, very good on the ball. As a matter of fact, there was a time that Rekin used to be the one that got goals in big games, not post goals, because he would be the one running past all of them, running into the box, coming late. He had that um, bust, you know, until he started getting his knee injuries. Patrick Vieira had always been a very silky player. I call Patrick Vieira the gazelle, you know. His long, beautiful legs. There was a way he ran with the ball. There was a way he shielded the ball. He was a great footballer, and... uh, I and mean, I think with Paul's goes to you know, needs everything together, they, they would make a great team. And they would play against the current midfielders and do as well as they did then. That's just my honest opinion. Um, with right and left midfielders... Hmm? sorry, yes? just
2: a quick question. Who is the deepest midfielder in those three? Who is going to play defensive midfielder in those
1: three? In, the, in those three, you would have uh, Patrick Vera starting as a defensive midfielder, but he would have the option of switching with Kane because he can also move. So they would have that dynamic. Paul Scoles would be the offensive one who sits for the forward. And then on the three of them, I went with Cristiano on the right, Ryan Giggs on the left. I went with Cristiano because I think Cristiano's three years in the Premier League, I mean, not his three years, he was here longer than that, but those three peak years before he went to Real Madrid was probably the top, football we would see in a three-year period in a long time. We haven't seen somebody play football at that level in the Premier League. And, you know, consistently, that guy was basically when the Premier League started, getting 30 goals was considered a great season. You know, I remember when, if you got a 25, a a, 20-goal, a season striker was good. This guy did it like one, two... And I think the third year he would have done it, but he got injured. He there, won- was six season
2: and then there was a 30-goal season, and there was a 44-goal season.
1: Yeah. So yeah. he actually, he you know, he did it like three straight seasons, right?
2: And overall, not just in the Premier League. Like, overall, yeah. all
1: Yeah. You know, what I'm saying was overall. I remember there was a time when if a striker got 25 goals, it was like, wow. And he went 30, 30-something, 30 40-something. Like, you know, like, basically this thing that he and Messi started... He started in the Premier League, it was abnormal, and then now, since then, that's when people started scoring 30 goals, 40 goals like it became normal. So that's why he had to go in the team. And then, gigs, I think you know, the amount of assists that guy has. Of course, people will say, Of course, he played so long, but that's the idea. Like, the guy spent 20 odd seasons, won 13 odd league titles. There are times when people will go, Hey, this guy won as many league titles as some football clubs. That's how many league titles the guy won, he is just something else um and then for striker i went with eric cantona just for i saw an eric cantona goal during the week it was one of the goals of the day on uh facebook and there's there's this thing about that goal because this guy was supposed to be going through a rough patch and he got this ball was coming out he could have stopped the ball and you know passed it or try to do something simple but with hardly any back lifts, the guy just volleyed the ball. Very low volley, right? Like he was in the box and he volleyed the ball back into the top of. I think it was against Liverpool, but I can't remember the the team. But it was such a beautiful goal. Then he stood and you are know, like, like wait, did you ever doubt me? Did you ever? That was the character of that guy. Like I loved. Uh, the, I actually said supporting Manchester United because of him, and then I became a fan because of Alex, of Alex but there was this thing about him. He strutted like a king. And, you know, he was the Zlatan before Zlatan. He was, the, like he said, the seagulls will, you know, throw <laughs> after the fishes kind of thing. He was the star of the show, and he did it. My subs quickly are Van Der Saar, Gary Neville, Yapstam. Yapstam was another guy that was here for a short while, but did a lot of good things. it did, it was great. It's even Gerard. Uh, Yaya Torre, Henry, and Rooney. Now, Steven Gerard Actually, because there's this criteria I used, I had to point Steven Gerrard out. Um, Steven Gerard I, I use this criteria that one, you have to have won the EPL. Two, you have you could walk into any team. And three, your character beyond the pitch. Because everybody else was good. They're all great footballers. There's nobody that can. That's why I said you can't really argue with the teams. You can only argue with your opinion.
2: Yeah.
1: But Steven would actually, if you take out one EPL, he would walk into it, this team. It was only that criteria that knocked him out of the team. Um, now, Henry actually walks into this team as a because of his versatility. And Rooney stays in this team ahead of Alan Scherer, who I believe should be in the team. I can't apologize to Alan Scherer enough. I think he's really the greatest striker. But Rooney was... Rooney's versatility, actually, I believe, on made him understated as a footballer. He was a great, great footballer. I think naturally he was, he could have been a George Best, but he became more of a Bobby Charlton. He became more the guy that did, the, you know, the donkey's work, the water carry. I did all of this, things. But he was really, really a gifted footballer. So that's my team.
0: Okay. I know you have been waiting to punch us in it. Olaf,
2: uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> number, I'll say the Man United fan in Gucci, Sean through and because I can <laughs> probably is like eighty percent Man United, which well, fair enough. Man United have won like thirteen Premier League titles, so that's fair enough. But I'm not going to have a um, Eric Cantona ahead of Thierry Henry or Sharer. Eric Cantona has no business in that forward line. He can play as a number ten, yeah. If you put him and say, okay, it's a number ten behind Shearer or behind Henry, I'll go with that. But Cantona as a number nine in that position. I, I know even um, Ferguson, when they got him, he wasn't bought as a striker. He was bought oh. more as a, as a number 10 player, like the playmaker. The guy was going to link midfield to attack. So I'm not having Cantona as number nine. I'm sorry. He's a great player, but you can put him as a number 10 behind the striker. Shera or Henri. have to be in there. 200 and something goals. 260 goals for Henri, Shera, 200 and whatever. <laughs> How can they not be in there? No, one, of uh, the, Henry, one of them.
1: One of them. Henry one ninety nine. two hundred and fifty. Two fifty. Yeah. 250,
2: yeah. Uh, two fifty for Shara yeah. and Henry one yeah. ninety something. Okay. I think they have to be in there. So that's the only person I. Well, I have only one person to disagree with, and that's the person I'm going to choose. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you have multiple. It sounds like you have multiple. See, <laughs> but... <have> only one. <laughs> I'll say mine. I'll say mine. I have... <laughs> <laughs> my own is a uh, Gigs is a legend, absolute legend. What he did, his longevity, everything. But I feel like there's other people on the bench that gets in merits. into getting that in my head of Gigs. Gigs was a legend. He, he, his longevity he takes a lot of. It was very quick to Manchester United through all the eras. But I feel like as we go to the 2000s, the, the late 90s era, Gigs was there more for like personality. Speaking of from a from personality standpoint, experience to come in in key moments and create the assist and all of that. But there were other people that were like bigger to our success at that time: the Skolzes, the Christianos. In that, that late era, early era of course, but the late era. So that's why people like I think people like Henry, Shearer, I absolutely have to get in that in my of gigs. That's that's just what I think of that of that thing. But I mean again, it's an opinion-based thing, man. It's crazy when you think about.
1: The amount of players, great okay. players that like, this primarily I, for 2 I did, uh, I did this thing here. I did honorable mentions. Just guys that didn't get in, into, into my sport. own team. Okay. You, okay, like, nobody mentioned uh, David Seaman. Mm, that's true, yeah. Nobody even mentioned true. him. It wasn't even a case of, like, It wasn't even, the score. It wasn't even yeah. on anybody's team. Nobody mentioned um, Patrice Evra. Nobody mentioned Graham Lesso. Um, nobody mentioned Makalele. Nobody...
2: I was, I was going to
1: Makalele, yes, and yes. I was like, yes, I was nobody, nobody mentioned to... Kevin De Bruyne. Nobody it's mentioned Gaby so Silva. I, I remember all of them, but there's
0: only someone that can get to Nobody
1: Nobody so mentioned it's... Van Dyke. Nobody mentioned Cavalio. Uh, nobody... I don't, agree. I don't
0: agree with Carvalho. Nobody
1: mentioned uh, Perez. Perez, yeah, Nobody, nobody mentioned Ginola. Nobody mentioned uh,
2: players. We, if we are going to mention all but, them, we should make it twenty. Uh, we we we'll, yeah. we'll do it. We we'll do a twenty-four hour podcast.
1: Uh, what's his name? <laughs> RBT. Nobody mentioned Andy Cole. Nobody mentioned. Which uh, uh, okay. Nobody <laughs> mentioned Beckham. <backup. laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> okay. If you want to
0: mention everybody, we will do a twenty-four hour podcast, and we, you know, we do Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are so many greats. So many greats so And again, if you are watching this, you know, leave us in the comments. We'd like to see your. All time EPL 18 month squad, I guess that's what it is. That 18 month squad and manager, leave us in the comments YouTube, Facebook, you know, Twitter. You know, all, all of this will go up when it's ready. We would like to see your own all time 11. So, we'll try to do so. Funniest moments, we'll close with the funniest moments that we have seen in the Premier. League. Yeah, I think in football, generally, there's so many depending on what you see as funny. I guess.
2: <laughs> 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 I I know what's coming. <laughs> you know what's coming.
0: Uh, I actually, I'm going to disappoint you. I wanted to say that one before. But I was like, ah, actually, that for me that was that was more like malice Malis rivalry. So no, that's not one. You know, like, the funniest one I, I remember seeing that like literally I was laughing. I remember watching this guy, I was laughing. My father was laughing. What was this? Was my oldest Liboya and uh, yeah, fighting. Who yeah. was the second
1: person? Uh Garandaya. 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 Yeah, yeah. we were fighting
0: each other. I was like, maybe my dad watching like, what is this? I'll never forget that day. It was a Sunday. was we were like eating like lunch, eating our like pounded day? Yeah, I'm just like looked up, like I like, almost choked. like we were punching each other. Like, what is going on? So for me, that's for me that's the funniest moment. Because that's I don't think I've ever seen that
2: again after that. That was like a one-time stand in for this moment, my So Anybody I else got sent off? Actually, both of them also got sent off. Yeah, they got sent yeah. off, yes. <laughs> got both sent off from the same. I've never seen
0: that. That felt like some Sunday league, amateur type football thing. So.
2: <laughs> for, me, okay. I like. if, um, for me, it's something I've never seen anybody else do. Louis Van Gaal <laughs> falling on the touchline with his okay. legs spread apart. I was like, I've never seen which do this. I've never seen anybody do it, and nobody else, nobody else would do it because it only Vanga could do something. I remember exactly. that. he was describing something to the photo official, and then he just fell on his back and just like, he said we were He said
0: we were diving.
2: But Vanga was, it uh, was, he was pure entertainment. Honey, he was like honey. <laughs> you know exactly. You know what you think about it? you
0: know, on the sidelines, before I started chasing uh, squirrels. Van Gaal probably takes the cake apart from some other weird managers, for one of the most entertaining managers. That man was entertaining. From the one day to, like, calling him Smalley,
2: Mike Smalley. <laughs> his own player said
0: Mike Smalley.
2: Sex sex, Sex macrosism,
0: you know, that guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, that guy was entertaining. I
0: remember I saw some of his funny moments. Buchi, what's your funniest moment?
1: Ah... Uh... I can't really think of one moment that made me laugh um, like that. Um, no, I, I thought about it. Um, no, nah, I can't even think. I can't think of one. Okay. Um, okay. Wait. I... Wait. 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 Actually, uh, there's, there's, there's this very funny one. This one is very funny. I think that's to me was a f- very funny because um, remember I debut when I debut moved from Arsenal. To Man City, yeah. mm-hmm. and it was a very very contentious move, and the Arsenal fans were so riled up, and then Man City were just coming up. They had actually been trying to buy Arsenal players, and they kept losing to Arsenal. So that day, Arsenal were now. I think the game was a draw. The game was running out, and it was at Man City's home, and the Arsenal player fans had been. They kept, you know, taunting were Kept taunting Ademola, and guess what? In the late minutes, Ademola just scored a goal. And that's Arsenal fans on the other side of the pitch. And everybody was turn and "Say run it. He ran the full end of the pitch. I've <laughs> never Wait. seen that in my life. Basically, this guy ran the full end of the pitch to the other side to go and Remind those guys that, yeah, go ahead, laugh at me now.
0: I think his reception was like this. Or was he doing, was he doing like, like Yeah, this? he ran. <laughs> he
1: ran. He ran. That, that whole if, if like, thing. Yeah. Like, he ran like this. Fool me back, and, and it was like, right, Go ahead, say, say something. Go ahead, say something. Oh, god, <laughs> they wanted a riot! The rap actually had. To, I, I don't know if it was sent off or something, but you got a yellow it was, cat. It, yeah, it was good. It was yeah. <laughs> the fans were mad, but yeah, I, never I, <laughs> <that before. laughs> I think
0: you want the one me. Before we wrap up, I, I, this one's aside only, and that craziest moment, I, I didn't find that as funny. I found that was crazy. That's why I cannot choose. choose. If it was the craziest moment, I would have choose it. It's a between, like, the um, Suarez, the biker, <laughs> that beat somebody, and the Chilean keeper. Do you guys remember that Chilean keeper that wanted to get uh, a place for Chile? Up, uh, it was a up, up qualifying, Now They were already losing. And in order to, to then get the match canceled, he took the play from his pocket. Yeah? Chile and Brazil, right? Uh, Chile and Brazil, yeah, it was yeah. Chile and he keeps mm-hmm. yeah. like about at Rojas, brought a blade and cut himself and claimed that he was stolen by the... But when they did that, video, video not showing, shows, show, video evidence not <laughs> <cuts> him, <laughs> showing bringing a blade and he cut himself. <laughs> I'm
2: like, yeah, wow. Yeah. There's a yeah. podcast called 30 for 30. Uh, well, you know that ESPN, they do 30 for 30. Yeah. Yeah. They actually did a podcast based on that. They, they called it The Fall of Roax. <laughs> they actually did a whole podcast oh, like, based right. on... Yeah. Investigated, they spoke with so many people, and it was crazy. He caught himself.
0: I remember that. I'm watching it. I was
1: like, What? <laughs> and it was banned. It was banned There's for another football. one. There's another very crazy story. This, I mean, like South Americans and football. If you actually follow South American football and read some of their autobiographies, you some stuff there. You'll be like, Oh my God. Remember Romario? This actually happened. It's not a, a false story. This is a true story. Romario was playing for Johan Cruyff. Was playing, I can't, it wasn't a classical, but it was a big game. Yeah. And he wanted to go to the Rio Carnival. And the yeah. guy told him, okay, look, you can't go. We have a big game. He said, okay, coach, if I score two goals, can I yeah. go? The guy said, yes, you can go. He said, no problem. The guy <laughs> booked a flight just after the game, before the first half was over. He scored, scored twice. He scored twice. Told <laughs> so the coach, sub me, sub me, sub me. Coach was like, no, 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 chill, chill, chill. We got to halftime. Coach said, look, score one more goal. I'll tell you, five minutes into the second half, this guy scored us. Like, Basically, the guy basically had to... He was solved. And the guy went to the cash. Bar. And this actually happened. It wasn't... wasn't.
2: Yes, yeah, I did. I, I, I remember that. As well, Uh,
0: this was fun, guys. Again, if you're watching this, Follow us on all our channels. It's going to be at the end of the video. Um, social distance. Uh, wish everybody, the NHS all over the world, all the health officials, wish them all the best. You know, wish them good spirit with their family. Wish them all, uh, all the good things we can wish them, you know. Gucci, um, thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: hola, thanks for coming on, you guys. Uh, keep social distancing and, you know, I wish everybody, all our viewers that are watching safe and I hope you stay healthy.